Alrighty, good evening out there, internet. It's uh, it's Steve, aka Scuba, and uh, joined by Rye, Rye guy, and uh, another here. night to talk about Scuba and Rye. Or Scuba and Rye taking a deep dive into news, entertainment, and everything to get your mind off the craziness. Yeah, so it, it, it's kind of light today. I got to be honest with you, we're a little, we're running a little light on the cargo. Well, I, I, I tried my best, but it's a mixture of uh, super busy at work, a lot of other um, worldly distractions, and there really actually wasn't a lot of like big No, I think everything there. after about, I think everything the last few days has been kind of like dried up in terms of, you know, stuff. I mean, there was a thing this morning, uh, I think Sony had a conference they were getting ready to do to announce the PlayStation 5, and they decided, oh, hey, we're going to push that back yeah so, it got pushed a couple of days but more, more than a few like, days man this whole thing is like they, days, it's uh, been i thought it was so i thought it was so like a june 4th date never mind no no it was supposed to be june 4th but they pushed uh, it back and it was supposed to be here is the ps5 here is the games that are beyond the ps5 here is all of that good stuff kind of like what kind of like what we normally see at like e3 or something but instead they're mean, pushing it yeah. back and it might be, oh, we're going to push it back and, or we may dole it out in chunks. They might do a Nintendo Direct kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think a lot of them are doing that, especially in this whole post-COVID-19, where we got to look at, oh, hey, let's uh, rethink how we're doing things. Uh, there was a little anecdote I read about some uh, cities in Europe are doing, are taking a look and reevaluating because city planning it's like oh we'd like to get a little greener we'd like to use a little less we'd like to things to be a little less cluttered well they've never really had the chance because there are certain there there are a lot of cities that initially weren't built to have cars but are now packed with cars and yeah, all of a yeah. sudden with all of this stuff with covid it's oh wait there are no cars on the street anymore let's uh let's make a few more bike lanes or a few more walking lanes or people are doing more of more more alternative energy uh, uh, modes of transportation, so. Oh yeah, especially with Europe, and you have a lot of the old, um, you know, older towns like say like Venice or the old towns in Germany or Scandinavia. They weren't designed for like the vehicles we drive today, so definitely it gives them another way of hey, let's reconfigure for this. Oh yeah, there was a lot of stories like in, in in Southern Africa where it's like okay, because there's less traffic on the streets, all of a sudden the animals are walking down the streets again. Or yeah. in Venice, like you said, you're actually seeing jellyfish going through the canals, which they're because of all the traffic, you know, you don't you don't normally see that. So I think this is kind of cool. It's kind of also makes me think back to uh, the event Avengers Endgame, where the opening bit where Steve Rogers is like I saw a pot of whales in the Hudson. It's like little different but you know you know it's yeah. amazing how quickly certain things will bounce back without oh. human interference <laughs> oh snap pun intended yes exactly <laughs> all righty uh so it's tuesday night we're gonna have fun we're gonna do some things uh before we get too much further got a couple of quick announcements uh first one being giving credit where credit is due my activity Give fee credit Yo, I got a credit. Well, we have some, uh, we have a new follower, uh, Outlaw79. So we're going to, you know, pay him his credit. Thank you, Outlaw. Alrighty. So try to make that habit, even though give credit where anybody who comes and follows the channel, even if it's not while we're actually streaming. 
So that being said, uh, another thing is going to give a shout out to Sirenscape uh, for the soundboards and ambient music that you're hearing. Uh, we've been using it the entire time. We've been just doing this show as well as virtually all my other shows. I think I only have a few where I don't use it, but for the most part, Sirenscape. They have a wide variety of soundboards and ambience for all of your gaming needs. Uh, even if you just let it play in the background in your house. It's kind of like an ASMR. It's really kind of cool. But there's an affiliate link in the doobly-doo. Uh, go check them out. Uh, Power, they do great stuff. Uh, give them some love and support. And shout out to the fact we got merch. We got uh, ways to support the channel. We stream t Tuesdays and Saturdays. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. Um, Rai, what, what you been up to, my friend? Um, outside of the just business of work, still working from home, but mm. you know that that's the deal of the day for now. But other than that, uh, did some fun things over the weekend. Uh, me and uh, my girlfriend Angelica, we did uh, venture out down at the beach. I uh, had a little fun on the board. How did that look? I, I I haven't ventured out, to be honest. Oh, I I am a I am a rebel. I venture out everywhere I can within the confines of whatever phase we're in. But um. Nice. Yeah, the beach is fine. You know, everybody, everybody's, you know, cordial. Everybody's following rules. You know, you have uh, uh, when you're entering places, you have people with masks, some with not with masks, but most people with masks. So, you know, nobody's really bothering anybody. Um, but we went down there, walked the boardwalk, went to a local uh, local place called Chicks, got some uh, appetizers and I got me some orange crushes, which nice. is a uh, very you and those orange crushes, man. Those are my mixed drink of choice. Uh, <laughs> I can I can blame my cousin for turning me on to it, but it was a good turn on. Um, I did try a different version of the crush. I had a watermelon crush, which is I call, I put that under a guise I call a very uh, the the dangerous drink. The dangerous um, drink. Yeah, what I call dangerous drinks are drinks that when you drink them, you don't taste the um, alcohol content. It's just. It's just tasty ah. and enjoyable. It's one of those where you'll you'll drink and don't realize you're gone until you're gone. But it was really good. Um, nice, nice. And then after that, uh, just kind of just a relaxing, uh, playing a few games. Sunday, I um, I did uh, continue working on my romantic novel slash story. I'm almost done with that. So once I'm done with that. I will have somebody do another edit behind me and then figure out how to publish it. So that's about it for the weekend. Um, trying to think of anything. I've, you know, I'm just scouring the web trying to find uh, new shows to watch, new animes to watch. Uh, what? Watching an, uh, a show on uh, Amazon Prime called Goliath. It stars, stars Billy Bob Thornton. It's like a criminal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of that one. He's like a he's like a lawyer, like a like he, he's like um, he's not above board kind of lawyer. It's like he kind of walks the dark side a little bit. He does walk the dark side a little bit. Um, I'm, I finished the first season. The second season is a little more um, a little more dramatic. And the 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 the, uh, the court case that he is um, being the lawyer from is a little more uh, a little more intense, so I definitely will probably do a review of this series once it's done because there's only three seasons. Okay. I'll do a full series recap when I'm done with that. 
uh, Netflix, just uh, plenty of shows on there. I'm watching um, everything from The Last Kingdom to this Korean drama called K2. Uh, my girlfriend recommended it to me. Um, and then um, and then another uh, anime called Kanisuba. It's on uh, Crunchyroll. So I'm definitely uh, jumping around. Yeah, I'd say so. And also uh, trying out that new uh, streaming service, HBO Max. Which, oh, uh, yes. I... Which we could... We'll definitely get into talking about HBO Max. Yeah, definitely. We can talk about it later. Give our first impressions. Mm, mm. So. Yes, yes. Um, I haven't done a whole lot. I did finish something. And I'm kind of reach over here for that. What did we finish? I finished uh, my two keelboat builds. Dun, dun, dun. So I have uh, some functioning keelboats for tabletop gameplay. Um, finished out the... Uh, the coloring and whatever on that. I uh, posted a few pictures up. Uh, working on cutting and editing the video. I've got like seven hours of footage just for for making these over the last over the last several over the last uh, like week or so. So, but yeah, that's uh, one thing I did. Uh, did a game session. Did my first uh, Scuba's Corner, which is kind of the uh, post mortem for a game session. I've got to edit that up a little bit. Uh, First one's gonna be a little rough, not gonna lie. Um, just because I gotta find that voice. <laughs> so yeah, people yeah, say I'm really good at this. I'm like, okay, I believe you. Anyways, um, so with that, I did go out. I did honor the phase one stuff. I did wear my masks, which I will show you my masks. Bear with me. Oh, I can do the same. Doing all the shows and tells, shows and tells. All right, so uh, friend of ours uh, out in Seattle, Washington. She uh, knew I was a Seahawks fan, so she go. sent me three masks for that are all done up in uh, Seahawks uh, fabrics. That is really cool. Up. Fit really well. Um, so been wearing those out and about, um, supporting the, uh, 12th man and all that fun stuff. And we hmm, haven't really done a whole lot. If you're playing show and tell, I can show and tell my mask. Oh yeah. What uh, you got for a mask, my uh, man? A uh, custom made mask by my, uh, uh, Angelica's mom. Uh, oh. as you can see is a little blue stripes down here. So okay. you know, I'm, fa I'm fashionable when I walk around kind of spooky. But, yeah. But know. what color is it? It's blue. It's blue stripes. Well, that's weird. I was so. expecting, you know, go green and gold. Like, like I got, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm sporting my Seahawks cred. Where, where's your, where, where's your Packers cred? I'm too lazy. I'm too wow. lazy to go buy one. You heard that, right? Got... Internet, you heard that, right? <laughs> yeah. But this is custom made, so. Well, so am I. But, you know, I'm doing that team support, you know? Team support, team girlfriend, right here. Team girlfriend. Oh yeah, that that, that would kind of that would trump it a little bit, just, just yeah. a little bit. Anyways, <laughs> excuse me. Alrighty. Um, I do have another one in the car, which you would find funny. Oh really? Um, it's a, it's one my brother gave me. It's black, and then on its wording, where it has a stop sign, and it says stop hoarding. So, 
I walk around when I walk in the big box retailers with that mask. <laughs> oh, lordy, 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 lordy. Alrighty. Well, on that note, um, I think the only other thing is uh, today we did uh, did a special dinner because uh, my wife's birthday is in a couple days. And since uh, still not a whole lot of restaurant activity going on, decided to do curbside with uh, chilies again. Oh, you did speak about birthdays. Today is a special day, too. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. It's Papa Rye. Uh, Papa Rye, the, the big boy of the house. It's his big 6-0. So oh, happy wow. birthday. Very well so, distinguished now. Oh, yeah. And we did the, the curbside takeouts. We got a local delicacy, oh, Route 58. Oh, wow. Cool. So. Alrighty. So let's uh, get right into it with uh, reviews. All right. Oogie, oogie, oogie. Oh, yeah. Okay, movie reviews. Uh, this week we got uh, an interesting little indie film on from Amazon Prime. It is The Vast of Night. Yes, sir. The yeah. Vast of Night. And this one is a this one was definitely an interesting pick. It was just kind of one of a uh, this weekend was like a round robin, just trying to find something interesting to watch. So I I, I think you struck gold on that personally. Oh yeah, I I. I I'm going to quell so nobody can guess what my rating is or how I feel about it. But just to do a little bit of back history on this film, uh, you did mention this. This is an Amazon Prime, uh, so mm -hmm. it's an Amazon original. And I had I was going back and forth on how I would review this film, not not because of any genre or any take. It's just because of every, every, anybody that's been watching and following the podcast, I do have a segment where sometimes I go back and review old films. And... I call it the old school rewrite review. So if it's a film that's been out older than a year, I throw it in that bucket. But doing my research on this is that it was, it was in fact out for more than a year, but Amazon picked up the distribution rights and decided to publish it this year. So, so it's old as I, new. I decided to go with the old school rewrite review because technically it was out for over a year. So this is an old school rewrite review of a new release. Ironic, but um let's stop dancing around let's get into this because this movie was actually really good i watched it today yeah. and unlike last week where i watched the lovebirds and i was trying to do some of my work on my station yeah while having it in my ear i would like the movie could not grab lovebirds could not grab me this one i actually stopped working on the computer and spent all my time trying to watch the film it hooked oh, yeah. So let, let, let's let that set the pace. So, Rye, tell us about Vast of Night and, and your Vast thoughts. Vast of Night. As you said, this movie is a hook, but it's a very interesting and um, creative kind of film. So just the general overview is that this uh, film takes place in the 1950s and centers around a small New Mexico town where it follows two main characters, Faye, but played by Sarah McCormick, and Everett, played by Jake Horwitz, and they discover a strange audio frequency uh, while they're working. Um, Everett is a DJ for the local radio. And Faye, uh, if you know anything about the 1950s, they had switchboards when they were calling. Mm -hmm. So she was a switchboard operator. 
So they find this frequency and they're not really sure what it is. And then they start to do their own kind of investigation. And through that investigations, their discoveries lead to some interesting revelations that would change their lives forever. Um, at the start of this film, um, it is a very unique way on how they filmed. So what I called the approach that the filmmakers did with this, they did an approach through tactical surrealism. And what I mean by that is, is that um, in the beginning, the film starts out like a typical, uh, typical 1950s flick. And it captures the essence of a, like a Twilight Zone uh, episode by the way it, 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 it zooms in from an old TV, starts out with the black and white, and then it just kind of drops you in into the era. So it's, an, it's a fusion of technicality of the directing style by while also stylizing the period piece. So there's an infusion of surrealism, but when you start following the characters, it, it turns on a realistic approach it's just pushing you through the characters there's no like real story there's no like exposition there's no explanation for anything it's a, a drop you in slice of life mixed in with characterization so you're learning everything through these two characters just talking and it's very subtle very methodical very slow pace and that can either grip you like it did me and scuba or it could push you off it just depends on how you take things being explained to you so, but the, the first half is all about that slow build and just uh, building that genuine touch of what these characters are and what this small town is about. And that actually levels out everything that happens in the second half because it, it grips you in enough to where when that uh, inciting incident happens and they discover that frequency, um, that's when the eeriness and the mood starts to change because at that point, you're at a crossroads where you realize you are on this journey with these characters as if you're with them, trying to figure out what the heck the sound is. And then it it goes into its, um, its kind of mystery suspense style. So it flips from a character build to a suspense mystery film, which it does add more layer and depth to the characters of Faye and Everett, but it also predicates on the fact that Everything is driven through a realistic approach. All the discoveries aren't uh, aren't built off, you know, what I call parlor tricks or any kind of CGI or any kind of just um, action-packed or created through any kind of set pieces. It's dialogue-driven. It's conversation. It's physical mannerisms. It's them just um, realizing all these little things that you're hearing throughout the film in the second half that leads to this discovery of the unknown. And when that unknown happens, it creates not a full circle explanation, but an ambiguous like ending where you f it's very auspicious, very eerie, but you feel like that the, the mystery is still unresolved, but there's closure. So yeah. it, 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 what I appreciate about this film is that it creates a very horror style, uh, horror style environment, but through character depth and conversation which you normally don't ever see so there's atmosphere atmospheric detail through just being with the characters and it will scare you because honestly i was like from the beginning of this film i started you know gripped gripped and then i'm like what's going on and then the more and more i got into it the more and more i was like on the edge of my seat until like i want to know what happens i want to know what happens and even when the film ends you you, you want to believe what happened happened but you don't know and I, I appreciate that because it leaves it, 
it gives me that kind of ending of why I love Inception, Christopher Nolan's film, because it, it ends, but it doesn't end because you really don't know. So your take, Scuba. Um, I thought this was very clever. I thought the uh, the whole approach of doing it like the old school radio radio plays. Yeah. Because that's what it felt like. It felt like old school radio play. It felt and the the you're driving through it uh you're listening to it you're watching it and it's like it's like they if not i didn't have a chance to really research to see if this was but the fact that this feels like a radio play where you don't even have to watch it to be drawn in just from the sound quality of the audio is great and the other thing that struck me as i was watching the film is i got this impression of like if Fire in the Sky, uh, alien abduction film from the 90s, okay. were done in a similar style, it would be a much better film. This one feels great because you're not... It, this is centered in the 1950s. This is centered in a time where things are not... Well, there's violence, but it's not as prolific. As say in the '90s with Fire in the Sky, and then I'm, I'm, for some reason this is this is the two movies that seem to parallel. Is they're both having to deal with these stra- this strange occurrence and trying to piece together the mystery and all of that. But Fire in the Sky is your it's in your face the a lot of it, whereas this one is it's all it's all in the tone. It's all in the dialogue. It's all in the atmosphere and the ambiance. It's not in what you see. It's all in what you hear. Exactly. And I, I love that about this film. I love it when it's like, if you're relying on what you show people visually, you're missing. You're 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 not. You're missing out on the other senses. If you can, it, it, it sometimes it's all about what you hear more than what you see. And the story is really great. I love the I love the ent- the opening, the first like ten minutes where you're following Everett through and hearing all of this and that running gag about that damn squirrel. <laughs> and it's just like it felt. It's like this is hilarious. This is, this is cool because it's that continuous following of him going through and then spinning around him and then moving into the next conversation and coming back. And then it's like this, it's just this continuous of it. It's just hilarious to me. And then all of a sudden things start to change tempo. Yeah. The tone changes. It's that, it's that leveling effect where like, like, like I mentioned, they drop you in. And they do enough in the beginning, like it grips you. And then when things start to happen, you feel it. Yes. You see it, you hear it. And it's just, you never get an explanation. And and in most cases that wouldn't work. But in this case it does because you are part of that journey. You're part of that discovery. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that because it's like once the tone shifts and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're trying to piece this together. And then it's just that back and forth between the two and then when you get to the climax it's just like wow yeah just because I, I mean i'll be honest when i first started i was like okay this is gonna be kind of campy all right how we, and then all of a sudden when it started the shift it's like oh oh 
It's like that's almost like I don't want to watch this again just to catch what I missed. But yeah, it's, great it's, film, great film. What did you give it as far as a rye rating? Okay, uh, overall, I think this is one of the most. Uh, it's it's a first time director, and he knocks it out of a park. Um, the director's name is Andrew Patterson, nice. and he he does a, a fantastic job in his first time out. It's a well written script. He takes that simplistic approach, but it works in effect because of the way everything's layered in it. So overall, I think this is a great, uh, great film. It's a, it's a great film for any indie sci-fi or suspense film fans or anybody that loves character-driven films. So overall, I gave it a four out of five. I think I would pay full price to see this at theaters, and I'll probably see it multiple times if I was able to. But it's all available on Amazon Prime, so check it out, people. I recommend it if you are a big fan of any of those genres. Yeah, I've actually thought I was actually thinking about while watching it just to like stop it and just run right here to Twitch and run a stream. It's like, hey, I'm watching this for the review tonight. Well, let's do a watch party, but because oh, yeah. uh, watch party is now available on Twitch for uh, select Amazon Prime content. So it's like, but I would definitely give it a four. I'd probably go four and a half just because I really love the way the film drew started at first because you, you just you, the visuals are one thing and then the fact that the it's more the audio it's more that here is a radio play we're a radio yeah. play first yeah then we're a movie really kind of drawing you in because it feels so different than what we see in a lot of other films that are released where it's like let's let's pour all of our effort into the visual and only mildly go through the audio and where it's like this one, it's like, let's focus on what people are hearing more than what people are seeing. Because seeing is always a sleight of hand. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'd give it a four and a half. I'd give it four and a half out of five. Award worthy in your oh, book. Oh, yes, definitely. And it did win several awards. So okay. if you watch the trailer, it's got all the little tags about it won this, it won this, it won this. It, it is really worth the hype for the indie oh, yeah. films, as far as indie films go, with all the various accolades it got. So just uh, just to name a few of the awards, at the 2019 Slam Dance Film Festival, it won the Audience Award for Best Narrative Film. And at the 2019 Toronto International Film Festival, where it was named first runner-up for the People's Choice Award in the Midnight Madness category, um, courtesy of Wikipedia. Nice, nice. So, so it's definitely a fan favorite among the film circuits. Okay. So. I think I'm going to buy this on Blu-ray because this, this film was just that good enough to be added to the collection. Okay, I'll give you that one. All right, fingers crossed. Let's see what happens when I click this button. Click, click. All righty, and we click. <laughs> okay, so we're going to roll into some of our next stuff. Um, next up, we have our state of game. And then... Yep, state of game. Talk about the various games we're playing and the platforms and situations we're playing them on. As usual, we start off with some video game conversation and move into some tabletop tidbits. Uh, like I said uh, last week on the show, I'm actually going to break off my uh, the heavier parts of uh, the D&D games I play and put them into their own encapsulated kind of my corner where I get, do my little do my post-mortem on the session and some of the thought process. Uh, so those will be coming out as, as I go through each of those games. Did my first one for Challenge Accepted this past weekend. We'll do another one for the next episode of Challenge Accepted. 
and we'll go from there. But video games are always first, and if, uh, as always, Rye, you get to lead us off. And I believe you have some interesting updates for your epic quest in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've been making it to, uh, through Shinra's headquarters, hit some big uh, epic battles, and I'm in the last uh, last two chapters of it. So seven, because it's a full 18 chapter arc for this game, and I'm in chapter 17. Nice. So I am. I'm knocking on the door in the end, and it's kind of a bittersweet because I've enjoyed playing this game. I've enjoyed not only just you know. I, I, I always keep saying the, the gameplay, the mechanics of it, but just, just living in it's this living and breathing world and the story just just captures you. And that's the kind of thing that I appreciate in a game that it doesn't it doesn't level one way or the other. It's it's kind of parallel. So it has a mm. great story and it has great gaming mechanics. So I like that. So that that keeps me going. And I kind of hit the pause because I, I kind of do this thing where like when I get near the end, I kind of like take a break. Oh yeah, because you, 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 if you're going, and all of a sudden you get that last climax, and now you're riding it to the end, yeah, you it, you, you don't feel quite as satisfied. Whereas if you take a minute, all right, this is the last chapter. Let me oh, let yeah. me reflect on everything I've seen. Go into this one to see how much more of an impact that is. Cause I found that out too. It's like I've rolled because uh, like. Uh, done uh like the halo franchise is one of the few games i've actually completed start to finish yeah and or and it's like when i went through uh it took me weeks to get through on my own and then i did a speed i said i did a complete run through start to finish with friends it was like the ending felt differently after the two for verse the two playthroughs oh very much so so I'm I'm just kind of I hit the pause, but I'll I'll definitely probably finish it up within the next week or so, nice. and then move on to another you know sneak. So is it safe to say that next week we're gonna actually have a what's rise rise opinion and actually do a, a, an opinion on the overall game and a and how, what you think about it? If I get it done this weekend, yeah. Oh okay okay well, maybe maybe. And you also said you were checking out another game, right? Yeah, another game. One I actually did download not too long ago, but kind of put backseat till I had a couple of my best friends kind of like, hey, let's try this out because of a, a certain feature. So I was like, let me jump back into it. And that is, um, which is a Xbox One exclusive that they pulled from Japan and also on the PC um, through the Microsoft Store is a Fantasy Star Online 2. Yes. Yeah. This is, uh, for those of you who don't know, Fantasy Star online 2 is an is a game that was released in japan about eight years ago it just made it, it it recently made its way across and it is available on the xbox and through the windows game store and yes. interesting thing this touts is this has cross-play compatibility but this is a free-to-play mmo that is very heavily influenced anime style very with, uh, much so some of the some of the things about it's got it's real deep uh, character customization, classes. I mean, this is, but it does have a few drawbacks. But some of that is more UI drawbacks. Some of that is uh, the world is at some points encapsulated, depending on the missions you go through. But overall, though, it does look like it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's a it's a very very fun game, and you you hit the big points on there. It is a it is a cross play platform game. 
So, you know, if you're on the PC, you can play with somebody on the Xbox and vice versa. And that's because of the ships. You log into a certain ship. And if you log into the same ship, y'all can play together. And um, it's a very, uh, it's, an, it's an action RPG style, but it's an instant space system. So you go into areas uh, which are generally free roaming, but it's only a max of certain characters. So you're in there with the max of, let's say, a number of 16 players. So either with your party or with your party and then other people roaming that map. And then on the instance map, do you have um, what you have or you can do client orders. You can do main story quests, sub quests. And then they have these things like they're like instant quests, like you're roaming the map. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You'll have like a quick like do this really quick and you can get like superb max XP, some rare drops and stuff. And then in every area, there's like a, a boss you have to fight to take him out. And it actually, it opens up different tiers for that instances. And then other places you can, you know, travel and do missions. Um, and like you said, it's heavy customization. Like you can, you can customize everything from your weight to your skin, to your gender, to your color, everything. And then even the customization continues forward the further you're in the game because you got different kind of cosmetics you can either get through, you know, just fighting or through um they do have microtransactions but it's kind of like on a backseat but it's not it's not backseat it's not, it's nothing it's like most everything yeah. with a microtransaction as soon as you log yeah. in it's like ooh get this beauty pack or get this bag or get this other thing it's like it hits it it right as you walk in i was trying to downplay it but uh, no. scuba has it scuba has it but it's not one that gets it's not one that bothers you it's just there and then you exit out yeah, and the customization is really cool. Uh, real quick, uh, shout out to Sedfar and Shatterstar, Shadstar for uh, follows. Thanks, guys. Shout out, guys. Um, um, but uh, yeah, um, so like there are there are nine classes in this game. Uh, the class that I'm playing is um, what you call uh, Force. So it's a long range class with high attack and access to different techniques. And elements i haven't gotten too far in leveling the skill tree but uh the deeper i go the more powers i get uh the one drawback is the ui it's very cumbersome and the learning curve is steep within like the first uh the intro so you have to get used to the ui but once you get used to the ui it's fine because when you're going in there and you're fighting it's very quick pace very action driven um so you you you're always quick on your feet so nice. it's, it's so it is fun. It's very exciting. Like I said, like uh, Scuba and me mentioned, it is free to play. So you can just download it and go about your way. And it's cross-play, which is a big thing. So uh, I do uh, recommend it to anybody that likes to, you know, this is a good time sink. Play a few hours and log off. So. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I saw, I, I went, I, I looked it up and I watched uh, um, IGN's review of the game. Uh, it's a pretty good review. Uh, interesting how you can roam around and pick up uh, things to um, increase your skills, and you can pick like a sub uh, a subclass to do. Um, yeah. If you're wanting to follow, you should be able to click up a little heart to uh, click on the follow, which we would really appreciate. Thank you. Yeah, follow us, people. But yeah. The one thing I do notice about this than any of the RPG or online RPGs I've played is that you can flip your class at any time. Oh yeah, you just go to the skill skill teacher like I don't like this anymore. I want to do something else. It's like okay, but I'm the kind of person that sticks on one route and one route only. So that is my MMO play style, and that's how I'm gonna do. It. Thank you, Tamga2828 for the follow. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. So. 
I don't think I got a lot of video game time in for me. I did. I think. Uh, I think I got caught up in trying to catch up on my video editing, and I spent a lot of time watching TV. So. <laughs> I, 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 I do the same thing, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> well, this will kind of, we'll just kind of lead right in. I'll do a quick little bit on uh, Challenge Accepted. Okay. Uh, I'm still working on the the, the uh, post-mortem video, but what I will say is that uh, Challenge Accepted uh, found themselves in, in a cellar of the haunted house, and they found two doors. One door was barred, and one door was not. The one of our gnome companions, Findle, uh, uh, thought he would use his extending rod to un unbar the door to see what was inside. And obviously that is never a good sign, but they found a room full of skeletons and had to figure out how to had to get away from them. So they did that and they found a secret door. So next session, it's what's behind the secret door. And what else are they going to find in the in in this uh, bottom area of the haunted house? So, but if you want to check out what happens Saturdays here on Twitch on Scooby Studio, three p.m. Eastern, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted, people. Check it out. Definitely a fun time. Alrighty, kind of shift there. Do do. All right. So let's talk about HBO Max, because the reason I'm going to say this is because HBO Max, I spent a good chunk of last week watching classic Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, where are you? And the, the original series and then the following series. Uh, the original series, I believe, aired in uh, 68, 69. And then there was the uh, Scooby-Doo, the new, the, the new Scooby-Doo or the Scooby-Doo show, which aired in uh, 70 to 72, I believe. So, oh, yes. spent a lot of time watching that and catching up on some videos. Sounds like fun. They're, yeah, HBO Max. Um, it is the new streaming service. It did drop last week, actually. Okay. Um, and if you got in early like I did, if you get the pre-order, it locks you in at a cheap rate. If not, you pay the full price, whatever. It's fine. Um, actually, I just converted my HBO Go through my yeah. cable provider, and I was in like Flynn. Yeah, I did. I, I did a reverse thing. I I, I, I help 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 the parents uh, on the bill, and I decided to get my own subscription, which actually it was kind of cheaper for me to do that. But, <laughs> um, just to let you know, it was cheaper because, like I said, I got in the pre-order and locked it in for a year, so that's a that's a plus. Nice. And so, the amount of content on there as at rollout is nuts. It's actually, it's actually, it actually, um, um, when, when we did our overview on Disney plus, um, they have their content, you know, they have their vault, but like the content after the vault, it's just like had the one original thing and that's it. Uh, HBO max has a plethora of stuff, not to mention, like you said, it has classics. It has the, the whole HBO catalog from not only the movies that they have circulating, their own properties of movies um, with Warner Brothers, like all the Harry Potter movies, all the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, there's a couple of comedies that that caught my eye. Like they have the American Pie series, if you're mm -hmm. a fan of the teenage comedies. Um, the biggest thing, though, for me is that when you go on here, they have the different buttons like you do on on like Disney Plus where the different sections. There, yeah. there are two things that I am definitely looking forward to. What's that? Um, is uh, the the Turner Classic Movies section, and also Studio Ghibli. 
So what Oh yes, Studio Ghibli. I so need to start that. Hey, anybody in the chat who's familiar with Studio Ghibli's films, what would be a good one to start off? Because I don't, I can't say I can watch any of them. I can recommend my favorites. Well, I know you can recommend your favorites, Ryan. I'm going to give you plenty of chance to recommend your favorites, but I'm going to shout out to the chat and be like, "Hey, have y'all y'all familiar with Studio Ghibli films? And what's one that should totally check out before checking out any of the others?" And we got another follow, which got to give a shout out to. That is uh, Mr. Chili's. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you for the follow. So, give that a few minutes. Give that a moment to let that kind of percolate in the chat. Oh, I love you guys are in chat. Thank you very much for being in chat. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, with that, what are your what are your favorites, or what is one that you would tell me? Out of their whole catalog, this is the one you should start with. Uh, for me personally, um, like uh, like I said, HBO Max, they got the rights to all the Studio Ghibli films. But I would, my personal favorite, which is actually, if you look at my top 10 anime list, is on there, is uh, Princess Mononoke. That's the one I would I would personally start with. Um, but I am going to go and rewatch all of them okay. when I get the time. Um some of the perks that HBO Max has, like I already mentioned them, the Harry Potter, the Lord of the Rings, all oh, yeah. the Warner Brothers catalog, you have their films, you have the, all the HBO series. Um, one of the big things, what they did ahead of time before they launched it, they've got all the seasons of Big Bang Theory and Friends on there. Um, also, I didn't know this, but it caught my eye off, is they got the whole season of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. I grew up watching that, so I am definitely going to rewatch that. And just the fact that they have variety, like unlike some of the um, let's put Netflix, Hulu and then Masai because they've been around since the dawn of time. But with all the newer, uh, newer streaming service coming up, HBO Max actually has a plus side with the variety that they have because they have everything from um, foreign to classical to kids to hardcore to comic book. So they have the whole spectrum covered. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you want to watch your cartoons, you got the Looney Tunes. If you want to watch your anime, they got the Crunchyroll Studio Ghibli section. Oh yeah, let's let I'm gonna hit on that because this yeah. is not the new Looney Tunes stuff. This is the original run of Looney Tunes. Oh yeah, it's there. Starting oh, yeah. with the black and white and moving its way up, and then of course you get into some of the new Looney Tunes stuff, but. That, I think, is probably one of the more interesting things when talking about HBO Max and their content is you've got old school black and white films like Charlie Chaplin, Casablanca, a lot of those old stuff. Then you have the mid-range kind of things, and then you have uh, some of the newer stuff. And, of course, all of the HBO series things are up there, all of their flagship things. So if you want to get your Game of Thrones fix on because you just want to curse the screen for how the last season ended, I know we all can talk about that. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but then things like Big Bang. Like, I haven't actually watched all of Big Bang. I sat watching through that first episode. I had to stop because I was laughing so hard. That, that, that I was like. I, yeah, I am going to be able to finish Big Bang because I, me and my brother used to watch it and then we kind of stopped and now I can pick up where I left off. Nice, so. nice. But, um, um just to give some pluses too, um, navigation of HBO Max is actually pretty good. Okay. Um, you can navigate to what you need. You can find what you need. You can add what you need. There's not really any hiccups. So I do appreciate that too. So. All right. 
so moving on from uh from that uh some of the other new stuff we got on our we don't really have a whole lot else other than some odds and ends and then just kind of playing with the chat if the chat feels like if the chat has anything they want to bring up or some stuff to kind of get our opinions on because we got a pretty pretty big room of chat right now which is great um so really thank you guys for that so open that up here in a minute <laughs> show off the coffee cup for your coffee cup uh, i don't have a coffee cup no no i know what you, I, I know what they're referring to Oh, I know. Yes, yes, yes. I know what they're referring to. I don't have one. I do have a Kirby right there. Kirby they're referring right there. to uh, this coffee cup you could pick up in the merch store with the logo on it. Check or it the out. sticker. <laughs> That's what she's referring to. Either that or she's referring to this first run I got, which seems to be something wrong with the cup. I can't quite figure it out. <laughs> um, No comment. <laughs> All right, I'm done being goo. All right, moving on. Move so, on. odds and ends. Uh, random internet stories we find and uh, get our reactions on. The first one is an article about an article from Animal Crossing, and that is someone took the time to recreate the uh, Studio Ghibli film Spirited Away in Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely interesting and definitely unique. And um, as reported on Kotaku, somebody went and recreated uh, scenes from uh, Spirit Away and put it in their own Animal Crossing Horizon world, mm -hmm. which is definitely uh, a, a, definitely a treat. And combined with this in the Danny DeVito Island, um, people are getting really creative with uh, with this game. And it's, it's definitely, def I definitely did not think there was this level of crafting. Oh yeah, it's 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 time uh it's time well spent. <laughs> time well spent and kudos to you that created this world cuz I appreciate art in any fashion. Oh yes, this is hilarious. And I think I'm going to drop the link in the chat. So if they want to see this really cool the article has uh screenshots that were tweeted on the uh the creator's uh Twitter account where it's obviously there's some limitations, but I've got to give props to the creativity of finding workarounds in those limitations within the limitations of the software to actually create the major story points of spirited away. So I think that this is definitely something to check out, um, to see how that kind of rolls itself out. And next story. Oh, how many windows here? All right. This one's kind of, uh, interesting. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie that came out, the one that when we first saw the live action trailer, the fans went absolutely ballistic over, oh, caused yeah. the studio to spend millions of dollars to re re rework. Yes, they did. They, this is the one where no matter uh, however the movie would turn out, I think you would just give kudos to the studio and actually go, you know, give them money and check it out just for the fact they listened to the fans to recreate sonic to look like the actual sonic so. yes and this was one of the last films to hit theaters before the lockdown and because of its success they've greenlit and already started working on a sequel to this film oh yes i i got nothing to say on that because it's just, i haven't even seen the first one and it's just this seems really kind of 
kind of out there to me. Oh yeah, but um, it did. Uh, it it uh, there was there was no like real big. Uh, this ain't real big surprise because not only did it get generally positive reviews um, from the critics, uh, the fans loved it, um, and they loved it by actually going out and seeing it, and it made a good chunk of money. Oh yeah, so, it um, made a really good amount of money, despite yeah. having to ha- go through all the all that rework because that CGI Sonic that was first given to us was absolute crap. But yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, uh, this article is reported by comicbook.com. Uh, uh, quote, uh, Paramount's uh, Pictures has begun work on the sequel to the hit family film focused on Sega's video game mascot. So they're in the, they're in the workings um, on, you know, getting it in. And it did make, um, as uh, the numbers brought in, uh, $306 million worldwide. And second highest grossing film of 2020. You know, put an asterisk next to that because, you know, studios have been closed. Hey, so they got it out there. They got the money. And then it, it was not the movie's fault that, you know, the whole world decided to stop. Oh, oh no. Yeah, that is true. And it was um, it was uh, filmed on a low budget, even with the, the reshoots. So the budget is between 81 and 95 million. And it made uh, 300 plus million. So it definitely made its money back. While we were talking, I said I wasn't going to be goofy anymore. Somebody commented in there. It's like, I'm always going to be goofy. It's like, well, darn it. I am goofy. (laughs) Maybe I'll stay a little bit goofy. Alrighty. Speaking of more movie news. More movie news. This this next one, I'm really kind of hyped about. Oh, yeah. But I want to say that one for the end. Okay. I want to to jump over. I want to jump over to this other one. And that is because I know know at least one person in the chat. Some other people in the chat, if you think this is cool too, we all know that WWE a few years back released a streaming service. Yes, they did. WWE and never. yeah, the W whatever they did. But the problem with that one is there was a paywall. Yes. Well, guess what? WWE, as of this week, has decided to remove the paywall. It is now a free streaming service that yes. you can check out through there. You don't have to do anything different. Download the WWE uh, Network app or whatever they call it, and you could get in there and you could watch uh, their little mini shows they did. You could watch episodes of their flagship shows and some of the select uh, pay-per-view stuff they had going on. So (laughs) I stopped watching wrestling years ago to me. Wrestling kind of hit its peak during the uh, 90s with the whole Attitude Era and D-Generation X and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And The Rock. Oh, yeah. The Rock coming into the world. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. It is interesting, and it's great, and it's something that, you know, is dedicated to the fans. Yes, Um, very much. This is all uh, in the article. They talk about this is all part of their digital strategy going forward to try and get it out, get more access to the fans. So, Given WWE, say what you want about wrestling, professional wrestling. Say what you want about all that. You have from a business standpoint, from a mark, from a branding standpoint. WWE has got it wired as far yeah. as getting a getting a recognizable uh, brand 
Good, bad, or indifferent, you know WWE. And if you had a certain age, you know the prelude to it with WWF and you, yeah. all of the stuff that went on. And it's a very interesting story from looking at it from a business and a and an entertainment medium as it's grown. It's still the lo- it's the longest running uh, kind of serialized show. It is. It's <laughs> out there. Yeah, with all the storylines written and all the characters created, they are a branding machine. They know how to get people to come out. They know how to create drama and suspense in different ways. Um, and just quoting from this article on comicbook.com, um, as we continue to re-image a WWE Network's offering, the free version will serve as an effective way to reach a broader group of consumers and allow them to experience the history and spectacle of WWE. So they're 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 trying to broaden their their reaches, but it does uh, when you give people free content, they will venture in and check it out. Yeah, I'm sure then they'll get it in there because it's sometimes it's all the other stuff. It's like, oh, I saw how this storyline was developing. Oh wait, I got to see the climax at SummerSlam 2021. All right, I'll buy that. Oh yeah, you can check out all of their 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 shows, Raw, SmackDown, pay per views, and all the other little amenities that they have. I could do some work on some more messages. Got that merch link. All right. It's great because, you know, actually having some things to t- seeing things and seeing how it goes because try to craft some things. It's like, okay, how's this working? And then you never really see how it's working until it's actually working and realizing you need to live troubleshoot. But I guess it's all part of growth, right? Growth and expansion. Speaking of growth and expansion, let's talk about Borderlands. Expand that horizon, people. So we all know this franchise. It's given us such great, wonderful characters that we love to hate, like Claptrap. And <laughs> I couldn't yeah. resist. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it kind of turns. You aim your gun at him, and you're like, "Why don't you just go away?" I've got a. There's a song on my radio li- on my list. That's like it's uh it's uh it's kind of an uh, independent thing, and he's called a. Uh, breaking down the borders it's kind of a, a borderlands song and there's a great lot there's a line in there it's like i hate you claptrap it's like yeah i think everybody hates claptrap <laughs> everybody hates claptrap he's but, just an annoyance let's talk about something cool because obviously a video game that is very successful is going to get turned into a live action movie most of the time most of the time this one is and the director of, the director of this film was announced to be help me out right eli roth eli uh, roth okay famed a lot of horror uh movies like hostile and green inferno and some other disgusting stuff yes but he also did another he did an he did an interesting kids movie which is house with the clock in the walls yes he did i didn't get to check that out maybe i'll check it out in a further it's review actually pretty good it's actually pretty good, but here's why I bring up that film. Apparently, Lady Galadriel herself, or Hela, has been cast to play Lilith in this Borderlands movie. That's right. Kate Blanchett is going to be Lilith in this film. And Eli Roth, since he did House of the Clock in the Walls, Kate Blanchett is a supporting character in that movie. So he had nothing but wonderful things to say about her. This article comes from from IGN. It was originally uh, put out on May 5th, but had a recent update with uh, coming in there. <laughs> yes. I got to shout that out. Sad far, you are nailed it, dude. Totally think they should do that. Uh, 
anybody who listens to this later in our chat, one of our new followers, Sadfar, says that we should that we should have Jack Black play Claptrap. I can't think of anybody better. <laughs> yes. Give us the Claptrap with Jack Black. Oh, it's almost as good as Tracy Morgan playing Captain Caveman. Yo, I'm Tracy Morgan with a <laughs> battering ram. Yo! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. So that's uh, all of our stories that we got, and we still managed to uh, get this into an hour. Um, got a couple of minutes. Uh, let's uh, you know pay homage to the chat. Is anything chat would like to know? Welcome, chat. Any anything you want to throw out to us? Anything you want to know? Keep it friendly, family. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I do try to keep family friendly, but that's all right. Yeah, I, I, I like to dance around that border a lot. First episode, yes. You say dancing, I say hopscotch. Yeah, well, I kind of like jumped way over on the first episode. Mm. So. so let's set that follow-up to that question. Which which Studio Ghibli film should I check out this week? Well, I still have my HBO Max open. Let me bring this up. Okay, outside of Princess Mononoke... I think uh, one of the ones that people like to go to, like which is well known, is a uh, Spirited Away, and my neighbor uh, Totoro. I would uh, do those two as my well. My neighbor Totoro, Princess Mianuki, and Spirited Away. Oh, uh, we got one recommended in the chat. Uh, Howl's a Moving Castle. Ooh, nice, definitely. All right, looks like that might be the winner, unless somebody else wants to throw one out. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> chirp, chirp. Chirp, love those chirp, birds. chirp, chirp, chirp. Kyle's moving castle might win. Yeah, Wait. it looks like it. Looks like it. Oh, <laughs> somebody else like, hang on, I'm looking, I'm looking. You got five seconds. Zero. Sakura, how you doing? Yeah. So the challenge is, is, which movie should I check out first? Because I don't, I cannot sit there and say confidently that I've watched any of them start to finish. I'm familiar with a few of them, but given now that they're on HBO Max, which one should I check out first? So far, we have a vote for Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, it looks like it's two votes for Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> Ooh, Kiki's Delivery Service. That's a good one. I mean, they're all good, but oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, this is like, you know. As this, an understatement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a studio where their anime kind of like sets a standard and people try to copy it afterwards. Oh, yeah. They they definitely, they have their own unique style, which makes them a great uh, great source of. Uh... That's three for Howl's Moving Castle. So it looks like we got a winner for. <laughs> Alrighty, so Howl's Movie Castle it is. That will be our review rewind for next week. I'm gonna call it. I know I have to twist your arm. Twist my arm on anime, it doesn't take me that much. <laughs> I'll definitely I'll definitely I'll watch that and maybe sneak in a second one. Oh yeah, that works. Find uh, I'll find another uh uh diamond in the rough like I did this past weekend. Oh yes, definitely. If you guys Oh, thank you for the follow, Sakura. Thank you very much. Um, 
Yeah, if you have HBO Max, check it out. Also, as we did the review, if you want to read more of the reviews, go to ryereviews.com. It's all one word. Uh, Rye has been doing movie reviews for six, eight years now? Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of great reviews. Tries to go about it very, uh, open, very uh, evenly. Each review, each movie on its own footing. Uh, the re re review we did this week was Int was the Vast of Night, which is on Amazon Prime. So definitely check that out. It's a great film. I was hooked. Oh yeah. So yeah, I've been I've been uh, posting reviews for a long time. If you go there, you can. Uh have a great great navigation you can navigate by uh, a to z by rating and i do have a couple of sections where i have top 10 lists and a section where i call the rye perspective okay yeah. uh i'm gonna answer that no seven deadly sins is not that bad <laughs> seven deadly sins that's a great that's it's a really hilarious anime i really look forward to the next season which I believe is supposed to drop here in this fall, isn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to. I could see that. I mean, it's a, it gets a little it gets a little intense for younger viewers. But I know there are also it's like if you watch the original Japanese cut of Dragon Ball, you definitely wouldn't wouldn't realize you're watching the same thing. No, if you watch if you watch the watch the original cut, you're like, okay, that is definitely. Oh, there goes an arm. You know. <laughs> Alrighty, so I think we'll go ahead and uh, roll into our closing and our credits and stuff. So, I uh, want again give a shout out to Sirenscape for the ambient music in the backgrounds. Here's all of our social media links where you can find us. We do have a Discord, trying to grow that community, so come check it out. I do post links to the articles we're talking about, and that was the end of episode 49. Next week, Rye, next week, episode 50. What should we do? Um, there's a lot of different um, a lot of different ideas we can do. We can do a, a look back. Um, we can um, we can talk about you know what we you know there's a lot of different ideas we can uh, talk about i think a look back is a definitely a good one to start with i mean yeah we'll have our reviews we could probably push the topics aside and just do do, do a look back or maybe do some uh some live uh live chat with uh anybody with anybody in uh in the discord but yeah we can uh do a look back we can do an open discussion of uh any any topics um movies games they can uh, you know they can ask you know favorites top 10 how to's what ifs yeah so tune in next week for episode 50 thank you for uh checking us out um be sure to hit the follow hit the little notification and we love y'all stay safe i know the world is crazy right now there's a lot going on but let's keep level heads let's keep safe and we will catch you all on the next one peace